Hello, welcome to the podcast, Hope Hotline Podcast. It is Wednesday. It's a great day, fantastic day. Happy Wednesday, as our trainer said this morning during our training. And there was nothing happy about it. I ain't gonna lie. True. <laughs> She's a torture, torture. What is it called? It's somebody who tortures you. Mm. She's a. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not. What is that called when somebody tortures you? Mm. Not a torturer. A torturer? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't sound right. It actually sounds <laughs> way bad. nicer than what she was. Yeah. But happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for joining in the Hope Hotline. Let's get to it first and foremost. Pop up that thing. All right. Listen. Numbers. They have to get better. Not that they're bad because they're not. <laughs> they're actually really good. But listen, I'm a goal-oriented person. So I'm always looking for the next level, leveling up, people, leveling up. And if you're not, shame on you, because you should be. Please, let me look, like and share, comment, subscribe. You got it. Facebook, Black black Robe, you can't do it on Black Robe. You can comment on Black Robe. Yeah. That's it. And share the link. And, and share the link. That's too complicated. But if you don't, like, lie to you. but like, listen, like somebody like me, in my era, we don't like Facebook, so I want to share a black robe link. I don't like Facebook either. Right. So I know how to do that. So if you know, if you're tech savvy and you'd rather share a black robe link, or even Rumble, you can do that. Whenever I've gone back to look at something, yeah, that's where I go. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a big fan of Facebook. Same. I hate them. Me too. Rumble people. Mm. Rumble. Move. Yeah. Travel. Is that <laughs> traveling? <laughs> that We're going to travel. That you know, Tracy over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Tracy played basketball. We're yeah. going to travel, travel over to Rumble. Okay. So let's do that. Okay. Yeah, we need to do that. So YouTube, not a big fan either, but we're going to use them. Yeah. So subscribe, tap that bell. Let's do it to it, baby. So share, 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 and comment. Super important. That's how we grow. Okay. And maybe you don't care about growing, but I care about growing. So for your love for me. Please do it. Now, my first question is, I'm going to make sure people are eating. Like, I just got this. Uh, when did you send this to me? Today. Today? Yep. Okay. So I just got this question today, but because somebody might starve if I don't, if I don't uh, talk about this question, I am going to answer it right now. All for the sake of the family of this person, I guess, and making sure they eat. So... Because God forbid somebody go hungry. It says, Hi, Hope Hotline. I have another question. Since coming to foundation, we don't worry as much about our health and what we eat. <laughs> Same. That's from the pulpit. I'm pretty sure of it. Because Tom eats like crap. Actually, he's gotten way better. But I'm just saying. I feel the same way. What is that? I feel the same way. You, you feel the here, same way since you've come here? Yeah, you eat like I, crap? Yeah. Definitely. You ate better before you came here? Uh, yeah, I was like 30 pounds less, so, yep. <laughs> everybody is everybody I is just saying feel, you eat like crap from coming here. Is it because we feed you guys too much, or is it because... I just feel freedom in Christ. Everybody's saying there's more freedom. Freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ. Yeah. Okay. So if we have a lot of cardiac arrests going no. on... No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not going to happen, no people. No we have way, a hedge no of protection how. that covers us. As exactly. you can see today, <laughs> we got a crew. We do. Yeah. 
And Talia just brought in McDonald's, so she just proves the Thanks. point <laughs> that eating like crap is happening here at Foundation Church. So, whoever wrote this, you're in great company. So, this gets worse. <laughs> we are healthy eaters by nature, but we started eating things we stopped eating for a while now that we pray over our meals. <laughs> Same. <laughs> same dear god i hope your faith is big i'm just kidding. very big i found some scripture and need clarification please so hold on because uh i had heather i mean i had tracy hmm. print these out for me but i already know where you got them and before i read this i actually know who read who wrote this because it came through instagram and uh their name was on it so yeah I'm not going to name you, but I love you very, very much. In fact, my eye, eyelashes look fantastic because of you now, even though they're, my, my eyelashes are real. Yeah. But she actually turned me on to, I'm going to just say this, and then I'm going to answer your question. She actually turned me on. Like, she gave me, a, like, a little, pa a little, like, gift of her favorite things. Okay. That's sweet. I love that. It's a great idea. That is a great idea. It's risky. It is. Because your favorite things might not be somebody else's right. favorite things. Right. But I will right. tell you, it worked out really well for me. Because her favorite things, I like. <laughs> that is so, good. So, in that yeah. is this, uh, she gave, I finished using my eyelash mascara. Yeah. Like I had to finish the one I was already using before I move on. But, so she gave me this eyelash uh, mascara called Thrive. Have you guys ever heard mm -hmm. of it? Okay, it's, it's awesome. First of all, I have long eyelashes, so yeah. it makes your eyelashes super long. And people think that they're fake, but they're actually, my eyelashes are real. Yeah. But with this mascara, she gave me this stuff that you stick on beforehand that mm -hmm. she uses, mm -hmm. and it curls your eyelashes, which my eyelashes are curly already, and I think hers are too, but it like just... It just gives them a little something yeah. else. Yeah. A little something, something. I like that. And I'm just like telling you. Hats off to you, sister, because I am now, I will never use anything else. That wow. Thrive Mascara. You might have said something to me. Yeah. That's Talia See? saying, didn't I, didn't I say something you, I put, you were putting on? Like, it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It looks good, people. Yeah. So, green little mascara. I don't even know where you get it. So, I'm going to have to find it. Yeah. Bless, website. because now I'm hooked. But, but the reason I'm doing this is because I got to make sure you and your family are eating right oh now. Oh, gosh. And you're, she's new in her walk. Like, the family is new. So this is a very common question for people who are new in their faith. It says, um, let's see now. No, oh, let me finish this. Like, where did this go? This is all over the place, how this went. And some of them are big so that you can see them better. And then, like, they were screenshots. Oh, so the smaller okay. ones are just kind of in line with, with what she was asking. Okay. So let me just go on by saying this. This is the scriptures you po po uh, went with. Forbidding, let's see, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be, re to be received with thanksgiving of them, which we believe, which believe... That can't be it. I'm going to just tell you this. You, were, you 
took scripture about not eating swine because it divided the hoof, yet cheweth not the cud, and is unclean unto you, and shall not eat all the, uh, eat of their flesh, and nor touch their dead carcass. Then you talked about, you sent one that talks about shellfish, okay? Uh, I'm just going to tell you this, and I meant to look this up before you, so Tracy, start okay. looking it up for me right now. Yeah. Talk, tell her, tell, find me the scripture where um, Peter is told that everything is good to eat. Because there's a lot. They, Peter was living by the law. And in it, uh, the Lord comes to Peter and says, hey, listen, you can eat anything. Is like that- the windows of heaven are opened up. And now everything that he was not allowed to eat, he can eat anything because all things are good. As soon as you get that scripture. So you're taking scripture from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, um, this is what God gave as part of the law that they were to uh, follow. And the reason why is because of health issues. Um, part of it is because some of them were unclean animals. And the other people thing like shellfish and certain fish, uh, shellfish and stuff like that, um, it goes bad very easily. So part of it, and they had no refrigeration, so part of it is protection for them and and what they ate and keeping things so it was more healthy, right? But really, um, that was done away with. Are you finding it? Yeah, 10 <clears throat> 1014 is where it says, Surely not, Lord, Peter replied, I've not eaten anything impure or unclean. And the voice spoke to him a second time, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. There you go. Okay. So that's, that's Acts the one. 10, 14, and 15. Say it one more time. Acts 10, 14 through 15. And then what does it say again? Surely not, Lord, Peter replied, I have not eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. There you go. And then he was able to eat anything and everything. Now, the first Timothy, you do a four, um, uh, one in first Timothy four. And if I remember correctly, that one, um, when Paul was uh, talking to Timothy, what Paul was telling people or telling um, the churches and things like that. And then like, I think Timothy at this one, because I didn't really look it up, to be honest with you, because I saw it and I wanted to make sure I added it in today. But Life got in the way. Church work got in the way, so I couldn't look it up. Um, what basically Paul also said is if, if, if what you eat causes a brother to stumble, then don't eat that in front of them. But that doesn't mean you can't eat it, period. Or just to be careful. Like um, He's just saying be careful about what you do and what you, what you say, what you do, what you eat, because we don't want to be a stumbling block to another believer. So that wasn't meaning that you can eat it. It was just saying, be careful or understand and, and uh, be conscientious of those who are around you. But it was very, very clear that um, Paul was under the law because he was Jewish. And so um, he lived by the law, which was making it be that you couldn't eat specific things. And that, in that scripture in Acts, it clearly says, the Lord was saying, you can eat anything now. It's all good. So, but I agree with you. Everything should be done in moderation, like, uh, like chocolate and things like that. Listen, I'm a junk food junkie. <laughs> That's how I gained so much weight. 
I love everything. Me too. I mean, some people are like, I'm a meat and potatoes person. Mm -hmm. That's how I gain all my weight. Well, not me. I'm a meat and potatoes person. I'm a chocoholic. I am a, like, consume my weight through what I drink person. Like, you name it, I love it. Yep. And Tracy's saying yes. I agree. Me too. I, there is not, like Tracy just said before, like put yourself on Tracy. What did you say to me before? I was saying what I've eaten already today because me and Vanessa are trying to do almost protein only yeah, that's good. for the day that's and good. then have a meal at night because both yeah. of us are trying to like continue on this weight loss kick. Right, right. Taking off pounds, but because we're working out, making sure we're taking in enough mm -hmm. protein. Yeah. You, on the other hand, when I was saying what we ate, ravenous. this is what you say to me. I was ravenous today. Like you were nothing, ravenous today. Nothing was satisfying. So you, she says, I said, I've eaten pretty much nothing all day. Yeah. And you say. I ate all day. I ate all day. Because <laughs> you're true. like me. It's true. I did. Everything like sounded great. Started out with a ham and cheese on onion omelet with avocado. And well, that's healthy. Okay. I, and I didn't say it was not, but hold on, I'm not done. And then I was in the mood for waffles, so I went and grabbed Allison's, like, little Eggo waffles that pull uh -huh. apart the little four, like, cinnamon ones. Uh -huh. And then I had Cracker Barrel syrup, so I was like, ooh. So I poured that on. That's the best. It's so good. And then I, don't, I just, like, I just kept grabbing. What else did I grab? Um, banana. And it's not all bad, but, and then I grabbed a Snicker, and I told Snickers, and I told Heather not to judge me, and she didn't. She but that's not a big on. Snicker. That it was, was just it a trial size. It wasn't. Or not trial size. What it is wasn't. it called? I also stopped at Walgreens and got some gummy bears. And this is all, like, within, you know, a few hours. I so, could, and listen, I'm back in the day, that was every day for me. <laughs> every day. My day could look like that every day. Thus the reason why. Yeah. I was pregnancy weight walking around. <laughs> Like, and then I carried no baby. Yeah. Which is a good thing, because I'm going to be honest with you. I'd rather carry fat than a child. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. That season's passed, The fat right? was way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Kid you not. Oh, my gosh. That's good. Kid you not. Yeah. I'd rather carry a fat baby than a real baby. I did not like being pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry, Logan. <laughs> Let, it's her season. It's the best. Having it's, kids is the daggum best. But listen, is. once you get to my place, the mere thought of starting over, yeah. every yeah. hair, I would pull it out of my head. <laughs> one by Gladly. one. Gladly. <laughs> one by one. One by one before I redid that again. That's and, uh, like, I'll fight you to the death for my kids. Like, yeah. me and you, we're going to go because yeah. they're my babies. But there comes a point in time you're like, you love every phase in life. Like, yeah. I loved every single mm -hmm. moment of the like i tre treasured and cherished every single moment with mm -hmm. them yeah even in the moments that i felt like i wanted to kill them <laughs> i just i, I love them i know right i know that's why i can tell it's you special. there's a fine line between love and hate because <laughs> i know that line yeah but i'm just saying like once you get to a certain place yeah. you're like and i'm not ready for them to go off and get married mm -hmm. i'm not ready for them to, to be, i'm not ready to be a grandma not ready for any of that. I love where I'm at with them. Yeah. Like, I love this place with them. They're yeah. like the best of the best. But to think about going back, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Vanessa and Tracy Heather's, both are saying. Heather, Heather, are you saying yes, too? I started over. Oh, dear God. Yeah, that's right. You did start over. That was great, though. It was Like, great. I was so happy okay. that you started over. I'm just glad it wasn't me. But I'm just saying. <laughs> Like, because now I feel like I do have a grandbaby. I know. And I don't have to have one. I know. I like, I know. whatever. I'm just saying, like, there are places in life and mm -hmm. you should, like, embrace every single one of them and never want to go back. 
Like, Absolutely. People love, I wish I could go back to high school. I'm like, what in the world is no wrong with way. you? No way. I would They're never want to go back to Who high school. Person? I loved high school. Me too. Like, it was a great time oh my in gosh, life for me. I loved it. But I would never, like, I'd love to go back to my 20s, my early 20s. Heck to the no. 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 Moving right I along. I have no desire to go back. Listen, my early 20s, not good. I definitely don't want to go back because that was bad. But if it was good, I still wouldn't have wanted to go back. Like, love where you're at. Like, love and embrace it Mm because there's something so special about it. That's why like and share, like and share, and comment because I have goals, people. (laughs) I really want to love and embrace where I'm at (laughs) (laughs) with this podcast. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So, I think that's it. Yeah, that, yeah. I you think the... I think you should know you can eat anything you want. Tonight, pork. Pork chops. Ooh, with and apple apparently sauce. applesauce goes really good with them. <gasps> That's what I just said. Applesauce. I was like applesauce. That's Brady Bunch. I was pork chops and applesauce. Is it? See? <laughs> yes. That's from my mom. That's how, he, that's that's how Bobby my... Brady would say it. That's pork how... chops and applesauce. <laughs> That's where yeah. my mom got it from. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is that? That's what my mom always did. Mm-hmm. She said it like that too? Probably. Because she watched Brady Bunch. Yeah. That was a great show. Now I go back show. and I watch it and go, that is terrible acting. But oh, back in the no, day, but it was sweet. it's the best. So sweet. Yeah, it's super sweet. So eat some pork chops tonight. Mm. I'm, not big, I'm not a big pork person. Okay. But if I was, I'd be eating pork. I'd be eating me about, some pork and, about bacon? and apples. Bacon? I like bacon, but I can only do so much of it. Oh. I'm not a sausage person. See? Yeah. I like Mm-mm. that, too. See? There's nothing. Wait, are you like that, too? I like every, no, I do. I like that. I like uh, sausage. I like bacon. There's, not, there's nothing I don't like. You oh. guys, I like, listen, there's not much I don't like, but that's it. You guys like pork and uh, you love pork, too? Of course spaces. you do. You're Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah. A good, I do love a good Cuban. Oh, I do love a good Cuban. I love that Cubans. defies all odds, though. Okay. Of not wanting pork because it's basically all pork. Yeah. There's something about it. Mm. It's like that mustard. Mm. Yeah. The, mm. the whole thing. All that. The mm. whole thing. So good. So good. All right. Okay. Let's go to the next question. I heard Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth say, "You don't pray to Jesus. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus." But what about praising and thanking Jesus? Okay. Well, I'm going to just tell you that's what I do most of the time when I'm. When I am, uh, like, when I think about Jesus, I literally praise and worship him probably more than I do anything else. Um, Because, like I said in one of the last podcasts, like, for me, I can't get over the fact. And once you've walked away from God, I think it has a lot to do. or, or, Or you were older when you got saved. You understand, like, what life was like without him. And, and like what life is with him, like it's drastically, drastically different. So for me, all I want to do is praise him because without all, everything he did and everything that he provides through that cross, like I can't thank him enough. So for me, I pray to God in Jesus name. I praise and worship Jesus, but I also, I also pray to Jesus too. Um, I pray in the spirit all the time. Because the word says to pray without ceasing. Let's look at scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And I'm going to use the New King James Version. Not everything today. Mm, some of it. Is it New Living Translation? Some of it. But most of it is King James or uh, King, uh, New King James Version. Yeah, yeah. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always. 
pray without ceasing. So rejoice always and pray without ceasing. How many of us actually do that? Mm. Not many, because most of us complain always mm. and think about things in our mind about somebody who's ticked us off and we want to get back at, right? Mm. We have conversations in our mind. If I could talk to that person, this is what I would say to them. We spend more time having a conversation in our head about how we want to have a conversation with somebody else um, that there's no time to pray. But that's not if you, a man will be in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee because he trusteth in thee. That's what Isaiah says. So if you are not, if, if you're praying, with, praying without ceasing, how can your mind not be on him? So rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. So pretty clear on what we should be doing all the time. How many of us actually do that? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we're going to be giving thanks uh, all the time. It's God's will in uh, Jesus' name. We're also to honor Jesus, and we're also to honor God. So your question takes me down this rabbit hole, and some of it you're going to, that's not what I asked. But I'm going to tell you, this is a great question because it, it will make you think, is that what I do? Not only am I, like, am I allowed to uh, only pray to God in Jesus' name, um, we're going to answer that, but am I allowed to praise Jesus? Uh, those two questions will answer or will will bring up a couple other things that will ask you that you should ask yourself: Am I doing that? You're asking your, you're asking two questions will lead to several other questions to say: Am I doing that? Right? So well, we're also to honor Jesus, like we honor God, and Jesus said that in John five twenty three. It says that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. How many of us know people that they only will communicate with uh, God, but they don't communicate with the Holy Spirit who is with us, and they'll even, they'll even acknowledge Jesus, but there's layers, right? There's tears. It's God first, then Jesus, then the Holy Spirit. That's not true. They're the Trinity. They are all are equal. So is that what we're doing? Because you're to honor God just like you honor, uh, you're to honor Jesus just like you honor God. Are we doing that? If you honor Jesus and you're praising him and thanking him, it's, it's the same as honoring God. And God is the one that sent him to do all that for us. So we should also thank God because without God doing that and Jesus saying yes, like it would never have happened. So it goes hand in hand. Ephesians 5.20 says, Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you are to do things. In, uh, when you pray, you use God's, you pray to God, but not always because I'm going to show you. But you do it in Jesus' name. I pray. When I pray, a lot of times I do it in the name of Jesus. When I'm commanding things, like uh, Tom and I pray together. When I'm praying, I, um, even he, he does. When we're praying, we pray in Jesus' name when we're done. That doesn't mean that's the only thing that you can do. And listen, I'm a huge fan of Jonathan's, right? Huge fan. He's one of the greatest pastors. But sometimes we take a pocket of what he says, and if we had a long conversation with him, he would say, well, I meant this and this, but also... You could do something like this over here, and that doesn't mean it negates what I said over here, mm -hmm. right? Does that make sense? Yes. Because, like, in a teaching, you can only, when he's preaching and teaching, he can only hit 
a certain amount on a, a specific subject, and then he's going to bounce to another thing. So, he, so we kind of have to decipher and um, not take things as just hard and fast. It, that's the rule. Never do it. Because I guarantee you, if you ask him, the odds are the, when we're done, he would say that's all true. And he would say, I agree with this, but this is why I don't agree with that. Just because um, somebody is a pastor does not mean that they don't miss it, they don't get it wrong, and that you're wrong to do something. Like, this isn't a heaven and hell thing. So if you pray to Jesus or you praise Jesus and you also pray to God, it's okay. It's okay. God looks at the heart. Um, Paul tells us to sing to the Lord. The Lord would be Jesus. Right? So if you're to do that, Ephesians 5.19 says, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So you're allowed to praise. That's what it's saying right there. You're to praise the Lord, which is Jesus. So you should do what you're wanting to do. And let me see. Uh, the other thing I would say is, did it, has anybody in the Bible ever prayed to Jesus? If and I'm not saying that Jonathan said absolutely, because I didn't hear what he said. You're saying that he said to pray to God in Jesus' name. That is true. But I would also say that there's examples that show that people did pray to Jesus in the Bible. And Jesus replied. Or Jesus um, was acknowledging it, right? So Acts 7.59 says, And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God. So he's calling on God. And saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then it says that Jesus was standing. It's the, only, it's the first time that Jesus acknowledges a martyr. When, when Stephen saw the heavens were opened and Stephen was the first martyr for Jesus. And it says that when uh, Jesus cried out, he saw Jesus stand at the right hand of God. He wasn't sitting. When he saw Stephen being martyred for him, he stood. He acknowledged what was being done for him. How profound is that? Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Like, to be martyred and to see God, uh, Jesus acknowledging you. Mm -hmm. oh, like, <laughs> I would have, yeah. what? Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So amazing. So it says God, uh, Stephen called on God, but he spoke his request to Jesus, and he was sitting at the right hand of God, right? 1 Corinthians 16, 22, if anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. O Lord, come. So Paul even speaks to Jesus in his prayer. He's speaking that request out to Jesus. So he prayed to Jesus. Um, I believe you can do both. Um, and again, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying that Jonathan said you never can pray. You can, you can only pray to God. I didn't hear it, so I don't know. So I'm not going to say he's wrong because I don't know. And I would dare say that if I sat down and had a conversation with him, he would be like, yeah, you can pray to Jesus. It's not that big of a deal. But you can also praise and worship Jesus because the scripture is very clear that we're to, we're to do that. So absolutely worship him. Let me also show you, like, there are pastors that have prayed, and they have written out prayers, like John Wesley, okay? John Wesley prayed to Jesus. Have you ever looked up um, if um, 
Like you can, um, John Wesley is actually the founder of like the Presbyterian, he did the Reformation, if anybody doesn't know who I'm talking about. He was the beginning of the Reformation from like the Catholic Church, right? So we, what branched off of that, or Roman Catholic Church, I believe it's Roman Catholic Church, they did it off of. But um, the Reformation, um, like he read what they believed and then he studied the word out and he literally went to the Roman Catholic Church and he put his theses of why he didn't agree with it and on the door and left. And from that, we have the Presbyterian and the um, Lutheran denominations. How profound is that? Mm -hmm. But John Wesley, if you look at, um, if you ever listen to his preachings, because they have them where you can go on YouTube and they'll have somebody read them to you. They also, you can also look it up. He had prayers that, he has prayers that he's like had put in writing. And there he prays to Jesus. I've seen them. I know this. So like if men of God, powerful men of God of that stature pray to Jesus, it's okay. Like don't, some people are so new, such new believers that they get locked in. They listen to somebody and they love them and they believe in them and everything that they say is gospel. But the problem is, is you're only taking a fraction. You can only listen to them a fraction of what all the knowledge and all the, the things that they have in their head. And so we make these rules that are we're. In this case, this isn't a rule because you're trying to find out. You're kind of you're kind of trying to figure out which way to go on things, which is smart. But not everybody asks questions. Some people are like, "That's what he said, so that's what I'm going to do." That's not true. Like you should always, always, if if a man of God tells you something to do or he makes a blanket statement, you might want to research things for yourself. One of the things my husband is always clear about is don't believe it because I tell you. Go and read it in the Word and find it for yourself. Research it out and study it out yourself. Men get it wrong. Um, that's just life. Everybody gets it wrong. I mean, everybody has a job, right? On your job, do you ever make mistakes? If you're a housewife, do you ever make mistakes? Do you ever think maybe something you thought your kids did, they actually, you thought one kid did it and it was really the other kid that did it and so you kind of blamed it on the other kid and you found out you were wrong, it was the other one? I mean, that happens. Like, people make mistakes. So there's got to be some grace in there, but at the same time, find things in the Word for yourself. If something hits you and you're like, do I believe that or should I do it this way or should I do it that way or this person says that things should be this way and figure it out and make sure that actually they're correct. Always research. That's one of the things I can say about my dad. When I was growing up and um, it didn't help, he was a critical individual. Yeah, He's very critical. But in some ways it did help because it taught me this. Don't do not be critical. Criti being a critical person is not healthy, and it's not it's not good. It'll like hinder mm -hmm. you, spiritually speaking, very badly. Yep. But in this case, it did work out for my benefit. <laughs> I will say, <clears throat> one of the things my dad would always say um, is never ever take 
what anybody tells you about the Bible as fact or f always look at it with face value. Go and research it yourself. Mm -hmm. um, because Absolutely. a lot of times we would, you know, you, you go and visit these different churches to find a church that you want. Mm -hmm. And he'll be saying something in the, from the pulpit. And it's like totally biblically incorrect. And we're seeing it in the church like crazy right yeah. now. Yeah. And if people would actually not take what the man in the pulpit is saying for a fact instead of trying to figure it out for themselves, they would be shocked and amazed. I love the story. Like we have a, um, I love this story, which was shocking to me. I just found this out when we went um, fishing. The, the captains um, are like, I love them. They're like a great family in our church. But one of the things that they said is they both came from these very compromising, very weak, uh, what's another word for it? They were ARC churches, but yeah. associated really. With, <clears throat> one was an ARC. The other one was labeled Assemblies oh of God, God yeah. but they used all the ARC stuff, which is happening in churches left and right. People yeah. don't realize it. But just because you're, like, this church was a Baptist church, but they used all the ARC stuff. So, right. like, they pulled all of their messages from it. So just because it says one thing doesn't mean that they're not using it. But compromising right. and. Like watered down. Watered down. Yeah. God bless. Thank you, Logan. Okay. Was that Tracy that said that? Yeah, it sounded okay. like Logan. Okay. Um, way to go, Trace. Hey. So, um, but they came from those churches. And so when they first came and they were hearing Tom preach, they were like not happy. They were like mm -hmm. irritated. Mm -hmm. and they, they would leave not, not happy. But what was like, they are cut above the rest. Yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Tracy says yes, because I'm not saying they're cut above the rest because. They're just quality people, which they are. Mm -hmm. That's a cut above the rest, too, because mm -hmm. they are quality individuals, and their whole family is. They're cut above the rest because what happened was instead of getting mad and leaving and saying, I ain't going back there, they actually said, I'm going to check this out in the Word because right. this guy ain't right. There is no way this guy is right. And then they would go to the Word, mm -hmm. and they'd be like, oh, crap. Yeah. This guy isn't wrong. What I was taught previously is wrong. And so, not that they didn't study their Bibles before, but the thing is, is at our church, there's so much uh, Bible scripture that most churches don't have those. So, like, when you're hearing all this Bible scripture and then you're hearing it applied to something else, you're sitting there going, no, that can't be right. And in all actuality, it tra that's why I use so much scripture with this podcast. That's why this question isn't a yes or a no. Yeah. It is a yes, you can praise, and, and no, you can't pray. Like, let's look at all these scriptures because— Listen, you should be praying without ceasing. How many of us do that? Mm. You should be rejoicing always. How many of us do it? It's like you gave me an opportunity to share so much scripture with you to say, that's a great question, but are we doing these things as well? Not specifically you, just in general, as a group that are listening, are we doing all of this? So um, I'm going to give you one last scripture. In 1 John 1, 3, now, obviously, the book is called John, First John. It's one of his, um, you have John the Gospel, same guy, and then he wrote First John, Second John, Third John. I say he wrote because nobody really knows, but based on the writings, they believe it was him. So I'm going to say it was him, even though some of you will say, well, that's not true. They don't know that for sure. I get it. I know. But for the most part, they do believe it was John that wrote this. It says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare, declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us, 
And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So if we're to fellowship, and that was written to the church of Ephesus, right? Mm -hmm. So he's telling them to fellowship with God, and he's telling them to fellowship with Jesus. How do you fellowship with somebody you don't talk to, that you don't pray to? Yeah, very hard. You can't. So obviously, you pray to God, but it's definitely, in Jesus' name, but it's definitely okay to pray to Jesus as well, because we're told to do that. How do you fellowship? So pray, praise, communicate, worship, do all those things. Ultimately, though, I'm going to tell you, walk in freedom. Don't be bound up by things that, especially if you're a new believer, a lot of times you're just trying to figure it out. You're just trying to find your way through everything, and your heart is good and pure. Walk in freedom, because I can promise you, that's God looks at the heart. He knows like what your reasoning behind what you're doing is, and as long as you're honoring him and trying to bring honor to him and your heart is, is in the right place, the rest of it just doesn't matter. You'll find your way. Just keep studying the scripture out. Don't take man's word for it, okay? Just because a man tells you something doesn't mean they're right, okay? Find it out for yourself. And sometimes you might get mad. You might get mad, like the, like I was saying, the two captains we were with. I loved them telling me that. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was quite funny. I've heard that many times. People have left mad and didn't and thought he was, Tom was so wrong. Mm-hmm. And lots of people have left and never come back because they thought he was so wrong. But it is astounding to me when you have people of great character and spiritually mature enough to say, I don't agree with this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to research this out and find out for myself. And then you find out you were wrong. And then you're man enough or woman enough to say, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I say that a lot. <laughs> I was wrong. I say it a lot. And that's okay. Because to me, if you can say you're wrong or you can say you're sorry, um, then then you're not a prideful person. And that just shows when you're, and this is a great thing that Tom taught me, the more you can say you're sorry, truly mean it, and then have the desire to never do it again, then you're not a prideful person and you're truly remorse. Because a lot of people say they're sorry just to get things to move on. They're, they're, they're just saying it so they are, because they're non-confrontational. It's not a pride issue for them. It's just they're non-confrontational and they just want to get past it all. If you're a person like me who has principles, I don't say I'm sorry just to move on. I say it when I mean it and I say it when it needs to be said. If I don't think I'm wrong, I'm not saying it. But you have to, when you know you are, you have to be able to say it, mean it, and then truly, like, never want to repeat this incident again. That's truly right. Because a lot of times people, they say they're sorry, and they're going to do it all over again. They don't care. And that's not how it is either. That's not how we're supposed to be. Next question. What do you got? I see the cursor. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, um, I thought you were about to tell me something. No, 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 you're good. I'll okay. wait. Yeah. What is the difference between the breastplate of righteousness, Ephesians 6.14, and the breastplate of faith, 1 Thessalonians 5.8? Okay, so I studied this out, and I'm going to use King James Version because it's actually the closest thing to, like, the Torah, the, the, the Hebrew words written out. Not that this is the Torah, because it ain't. It's Ephesians. But I'm just saying, it's the closest things to Hebrew and um, 
and what's the other one that they used Hebrew and Greek, Greek yeah. so so when the translation is going to be super accurate okay because that's let's just move on because I was about to take <laughs> us to a place we just don't need to Ephesians six fourteen says stand therefore having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness now if you study this out I'm going to skip down to the breastplate of righteousness because in the study notes it talks about the belt of truth I'm going to skip all that if if you follow if you look later on and you look at the study notes in your Bible I'm skipping a part, portion of it to the blessed breastplate of righteousness it says here the here the warriors character is their defense God himself is symbolically described as putting on a breastplate of righteousness when he goes forth to bring about justice now Perry Stone had a great Thing for this particular scripture and I'm gonna read it to you it says the breastplate is called in Greek the thorax which can literally mean a heart protector the soldiers breastplate was made from strips of metal connected together but it was created to be a to be a flexible it was created to be flexible to allow the soldiers mobility in battle the breastplate was designed to protect the vital organs of the soldiers body the purpose of the metal was to deflect the blows from the enemy's sword and other weapons protecting especially the heart righteousness is the quality of being right or just in God's eyes and doing things God's way Righteousness is imparted to the heart and spirit and must be protected from the lies and deception of the enemy. Now that gets you past just what the soldiers wore it for. Let's, let's look. That, this is for us. This part is, is not specifically for like wearing a breastplate. It's symbolically looking at the breastplate. Righteousness, which is the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is imparted to the heart which is what the breastplate protects and spirit and must be protected from the lies and deception of the enemy hello that's good so you may not be fighting because we don't fight against flesh and blood right mm -hmm. you may be fighting um, against spirits and principalities mm -hmm. like back in biblical times the breastplate the reason why they used it um, is and and Paul used it so well it's because of the Roman soldiers everybody knew what a Roman soldier was and everybody knew what the Roman soldier was wearing so it was a great way just like when Jesus walked the earth and he spoke in parables he used things that like, he used agriculture he used animals things that was uh, that were simple right the people were simple-minded so for them it was something that they understood and they could relate to and when the parable was spoken they were like oh I get that well Paul was talking about the Roman soldiers uh, armor because people understood that it made sense to them so when he's speaking about these things they can visually understand it and see it now we don't fight against an enemy that is physical right we're not out there waging war against uh, not like Logan Logan had to fight an actual war right that's not what we're doing when you're putting on your breastplate of righteousness it's to protect your heart and your spirit against the deception of the enemy the enemy is Satan himself and his minions right the Roman soldiers breastplate was made up of small metal plates tied together in a fashion similar to the way roof tiles are placed on a roof it was placed over the soldiers to protect both the soldiers front and his back the bottom of the breastplate was tied to the belt notice the righteous that righteousness must be tied to truth because the breast of uh, the belt of truth right mm -hmm. yeah which was prior to that 
The bottom of the breastplate was tied to the belt. Notice that righteousness must be tied to truth because there is no righteousness unless we receive the word of God, which is the word of truth. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the word. I have often heard that the back was the only area without protection on the Roman breastplate. After research, and this is what um, Perry Stone is saying, after research I have learned that this is incorrect. Thin metal sheets tied together with leather strips also formed a protective rib around the back of the rib cage. These individual and layered metal strips gave a soldier freedom of movement in times of battle. Being righteous does not mean to be rigid, self-righteous, or legalistic. That's good. But it does mean to abide in God's love and keep our hearts pure through his righteousness. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. I love Perry Stone. That was good. I wish I had like a clapping. What is that? I wish I had like a clapping emoji. Like a sound. A sound. Yep. That was good. But let's look at this because you talked about 1 Thessalonians 5.8. And sometimes just because we use something symbolically in one area doesn't mean we don't use the same thing but in a whole different way. Sometimes the two don't relate, right? But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of righteous, a breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet um, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation, faith, hope, and love, right? Mm-hmm. So what Paul did there was he took the armor of God and he used that in a whole other way to say that we're, walk, we're to walk in faith, hope, and love, mm-hmm. right? Let's, if you look at the study notes, Paul also uses the metaphor of armor in, he does, in that he does not consistently attach a particular virtue to each piece of armor, it is the general idea of equipment for battle that is pictured for the triad of faith, hope, and love. So, like, have you ever heard of the analogy, like, I, I, if you, like an egg? Have you heard the analogy that an egg is like the earth? Have you ever heard that? Where you guys been? <laughs> All right. Under a rock. So, if you have a hard-boiled egg... If you, the shell of the egg is like the crust of the earth, right? Mm. And then the white of the egg, let me see, is the mantle of the earth. Mm. And then the yolk of the, of the egg, I'm looking at the girls, I'm teaching them right now. Thank you. I should be looking at you as I teach you too. Um, If you look at the yolk of the egg, that's like the core of the earth. Okay. Okay. But we do the same thing with the egg. We, when we teach the Trinity, we use the same thing. That the Trinity is three things in one, correct? Mm-hmm. So does that mean that, like, you can use an egg for two different examples, just like there's no connection, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The breastplate has no connection. Right. One doesn't have to do with the other. He just was using something that was familiar to yeah. the people that they could relate to to teach two different things. So they have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. I like that she thought, or he, she thought that way, though, because my brain would never have just put them together and saw it as maybe a contradiction. So it's cool to see that she was asking. Who is that? Do you know the, the she? I, I don't. No, I don't. He, oh, she. Okay. I just assume she. He, she, they, them, Zezer, whichever pronoun they prefer to go by. What, what transgender <laughs> pronouns do you use? <laughs> Who? That's what we want to know. Yeah. Whoever's question that was. No, it's, it's interesting. What's your pronouns? Very Since interesting. Since we're all encompassing in, what is it called when we're, we're woke? 
We, yeah. We, we're, we're no, no, no. Accommodating. What is that? Accommodating. We're accommodating. Uh, accommodating, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you didn't Logan. hear that, Logan just said she'd rather be canceled. Amen, sister. So, but it is interesting because, like, that's the reason why. Like, good questions, yeah. good responses. Difference. Yeah. How many yeah, minutes? Yeah. I got twelve minutes. Yeah. I got an. I got room for another one. Let's go. Which is two parts because again, a question came in this mm, morning. Yeah. Was this this morning? This question uh, came in. I, I sent it to you this morning. I think it was an, a couple days ago. Okay. This question. relates to this question. So I'm going to answer both of them at the same time. Perfect. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the best. Rejoice always. Always. That's what I just did. (laughs) You did. I'm rejoicing always. Good job. And that I can answer two questions at one time. So are we supposed to tithe off net or gross, or is it a heart issue? And does render to Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's have anything to do with it? It does not. Just so you know. Two different things. So, I mean, I guess it, some people might be able to correlate it, but I'll, t- I'll explain to you what. So, we're going to go to gross or net first, okay? And what I'm going to explain to you is tithing is under the Abrahamic covenant. A lot of people, when they don't want to pay tithe, it's, it's the cheapskates. It's the ones that want to hang on to their money. They don't understand the, what tithing actually does for them. Uh, the benefits of tithing, every single person that I know that doesn't want to tithe or has an issue with tithing, and I'm not saying every, like (laughs) if I say every, everybody's going to be like, that's not me. Okay, (laughs) almost everybody because it it is true, not everybody. Mm -hmm. But on the whole, anybody that's ever come up to me and talked about tithing, they're not a giver. Yep. And they say, use the Old Testament they say uh, it's an Old Testament um, – uh, what do you call it? An Old Testament covenant. Who's it? What did you say? Covenant. Oh, covenant? I didn't hear you say it. I thought you said something else. It's an Old Testament covenant, and you're not, not required to. Well, if that's the case, let me just tell you, the New Testament's worse. <laughs> it's like 22% that you gave. So you can either do Old Testament 10%. Or New Testament, which is 22%. And I think if you have a hard time with 10%, you're going to have a heart attack with 22 <laughs> But I'm just saying, it isn't an Old Testament covenant because we're not under the, the, uh, the 10% of the Old Testament. We're actually under the Abrahamic covenant, mm-hmm. which is Melchizedek. And I'm going to read to you. So you can no longer, it's no longer, Old Testament is out of the equation, whoever wrote this. Just eliminate that. Okay, because that's not your scapegoat. A scapegoat is also biblical. But True. in this case, it's not your scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 7, 1 through 10, and this is the New Living Translation. This, it says, This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem and also a priest of God Most High. Most people have no idea who Melchizedek is. They don't. Tom talks about this in church, and I'm sure they're all going, "What? Who the heck is that? Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you. And he, in Hebrews, it talks about him. New Testament, right? When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Now, Abraham was way before the Ten Commandments, okay? Remember that. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. So he was giving a tenth 
before there was ever a law of the covenant of the Old Testament. And the name Melchizedek means king of justice, and king of Salem means king of peace. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end of his life. This is Melchizedek. Okay, so this is, this is if you ever study Melchizedek, they believe Melchizedek actually could be Jesus. Study it out. It's pretty wild. There is no record of his father. So his names were King of Justice. Who's Jesus? Mm. King of Justice. His name was also King of Peace. Prince of Peace. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors. No beginning or end of his life. He remains a priest forever. Who is Jesus? Priest. Resembling the Son of God. Boom. So that's why reading the Bible is super important. It'll open up mysteries. See, there is no mystery if you actually open the word. There are no mysteries. Then it continues to say, Consider then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. Now the law of Moses required that the priests who were descendants of Levi must collect a tithe for the rest of the people of Israel, who also were descendants of Abraham. Again, this totally, totally negates, I, can't, I don't have to tithe the, a tenth because it's an Old Testament covenant. No. Mm-mm. That, again, we're negating all of that. Now, you can say it all you want to, but if you're listening to this podcast, you know when you say that, that that's not true. Because I'm proving to you it's completely wrong. And you can study it out for yourself and find out. But Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham. And Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham and one who had already received the promises of God. And without question, a person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. I love that. That's good. good. The priests who collect tithes are men who die. So Melchizedek is greater than they are because we are told that he lives on. He never died. In addition, we might even say that these Levites, the ones who collect the tithe, paid a tithe to Melchizedek when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. For although Levi wasn't born yet, the seed from which he came was in Abraham's body. And when Melchizedek collected the tithe, when Melchizedek collected the tithe from him. So the Old Testament has got its own tenth, but we are, again, we are the Abrahamic covenant. So a tenth. And the thing is, is if you look at what a tenth means in Hebrew, it means tithe. It literally means tithe. So look that up. Hebrew, the word tenth, it means tithe. And when you give, you give on your gross. You don't give on your net. You give on what you actually earned. It doesn't matter that, that you know, taxes were taken out. It's irrelevant. If you, a lot of times people, like, when they, um, get their, when they get their paycheck, by the time they get their paycheck, things have been taken out. Insurance, your 501. No, not 501. What is that? Your 401, mm-hmm. okay, has been taken out. All of these things have been taken out that you're putting away for. 
and you're going to pay off the net, that's not what you earned. What you earned was actually the gross. So you pay a tenth on the gross. Um, I, I will tell you this. It says that anything that you make a profit from, anything that you income into your house, income doesn't necessarily mean from your job. Income can be from uh, like um, disability. Well, it can be disability. That's true too. But that's kind of like people take that as their job paycheck. But disability is, is a fact. I'll give you an example. For example, um, when um, we've been given money, Tom and I. When we've been given money, I give a tenth of that. Now, I don't just give a tenth. Like, Tom makes fun of me. He thinks it's funny, but it is true. One of the reasons he trusts me with the money is not only do I give a tenth, but then I give a heck of a lot more in offering. I mean, it's, a, it's usually a, a quarter to what we already gave in tithe. So I'm giving a substantial amount mm -hmm. of offering. Um, but the reason why we're gifted money is because I know how to tithe and I know how to give an offering. So, like, literally, a more my on my mortgage, a hundred thousand dollars is taken off of my mortgage one year. Like, and I call them up. I'm like, "What the heck's going on?" They're like, "Don't know." The attorney told us to take it off. We're like, an attorney told you to take off $100,000 off my mortgage? What are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. That's what, that's the legal part of things. So good. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> you can't explain it. Mm -mm. So I call up somebody who's in the mortgage business, and I'm like, what the heck? is that? Can that even be real? Is that legal? They're like, yeah, it's legal, and I've only seen it one other time, and it happened to another Christian. <laughs> so listen you can't outgive god right a hundred grand come on mm -hmm. come on mm -hmm. yeah just happened to somebody else in our church they came up to me on sunday they are brand new and their walks with god are like taking god at his word left and right if he says it they do it so they're givers and literally they just got notification that uh, that over six figures was taken off their mortgage Oh my gosh! Over wow. six figures. I said, "What did you, what did they do when you called them?" He's like, "I ain't calling them." <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't call them either. He's like, "I ain't calling them. They took it off. I don't care. It's mine now, baby." <clears throat> wow. Um, but Logan, I'll say Logan, you've catched caught on like giving, and I'm not gonna make you say exactly how much, but like recently, you've been giving. And you got money given to you, and then some money, like a significant amount of money, ended up in your bank account, and you ended up calling, right? And you're like, what's the deal with this? Uh, no, I just called you. And I, oh, you just called I'm me. Gonna say, I'm writing you a check. It's like crazy. Like, yeah. and anybody who doubts giving, <laughs> like, <clears throat> I, I cannot tell you how many stories, I, and people will say, I can't afford to give. You're crazy. You say you can't make ends meet. I would, I would sit in the dark before I didn't pay my tithe. Yeah. I'd sit in the dark. Because God's word in Malachi, it clearly says, I can read he'll it. open up heaven for you. Go bring, ahead. Okay, bring the, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will, be, there will not be room enough to store it. 
It says, test me in this, right? Yep, test so me in this. So he wants you to test him in this truth. Right. And then if he fails you, then you can just say the Bible isn't real. Right. Because he's basically saying, test me and yep. whether or not I will be who I say I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. If you sell your house and you make a profit, you tithe on it. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. If you sell your business, you tithe on it. Mm -hmm. That's how that works. You don't take the tithe. If you sell something, like you don't, from when we've sold properties and stuff like that, and I was putting it into something else, I paid my tithe off of the proper, profit, and then I put everything else into the next thing we were doing. Right. Yeah. It's not, you don't take the profit and put that in with whatever you're doing next. Like, I sold a house, we sold our house, we were building the one we're in now. I didn't take and say, oh, I made this profit, so I'll just put it into the house. And I was like, no, we made a profit, that money comes out, and the rest goes to the house. That's how that works. I think you said it before, but the only thing you shouldn't give on is like your insurance money that you're getting back from the hurricane, because that would no. be fraud. I think oh, that I see what you're saying. Yeah, but but I will say this. Yeah, because like that's meant yeah. for your house. No, uh, I've even paid. I thought you were going to say taxes. I've even paid all my taxes. Mm -hmm. Like oh, yeah. when I gotten money, but I already paid tithe on that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've already paid tithe on it, but it's like can't tell you how many times it's come through for me. I'm like yeah. I get the check and I'm like I'm gonna pay tithe on that, and like it just like multiplies itself. For me, I'm like, what can it hurt? You can't outgive God. And I will tell you, when I've been, the Bible is clear. When, and, and when I've been in need, I give more. Yeah. I do. You can't outgive God. Mm -hmm. Like when I've needed something or I've, like this church, like last year when the hurricane hit, like we ended up giving uh, $750,000 away. Actually, it was more than that. $750,000 away. We gave away um, to different ministries, to, to people who were in need, the whole nine, whatever. Um, and we had $4 million worth of damage. Now, you'd say that's crazy. Well, that's not true because so far this year, we've taken what the insurance gave us, which ain't much, and then we've put another million dollars at least yeah. into the repairs. Where was I going to get that money to make the repairs? The 750000 has multiplied itself right. 250 plus more. Right. Like, it doesn't make sense not to do it. Right. Like, you're crazy if you don't. And that was giving it away, but I, I don't even know if that was tithe included. Because it might have been that was just stuff we gifted away. Um, let's see. So those are the things. And I will tell you, if you're not a giver, it is a hard issue. It is a hard issue because you're in control of your money. You're... You're just basically saying, Lord, I don't trust you mm -hmm. in this area of my life with my finances. And it is very clear that Abraham called um, God Jehovah Jireh. And Jehovah Jireh means my provider. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is in so much you trust him, your actions will follow. Um, I say it like I loved what Lester Summerall says. Faith equals trust. Actions equals faith. If you trust him, your actions will follow. If you trust him, you'll have the faith to know whatever he says he'll do, he will do, and then you, you follow through with it. 
it, if you act things out, that shows how much you have faith. Act, you know, faith doesn't come like when the money's there, now I'll, I'll walk in faith. No, faith is when I don't have the money, I'll still, I don't, I have these bills. I have this tithe. This tithe will f completely pay for my bills. I'm still going to take my tithe out, take a chance that my bills won't be covered because I trust God. That's what we do. That's what we do. And then you see how it doesn't add up, but it'll add up that not only will the bills be covered, you'll have extra because that's, that's Malachi. Yep. That's that scripture coming through. Yep. What were you going to say? Can I read 8 and 9 before Go that? Ahead. So the first part that I read was verse 10, but the verses before that say, Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, In what ways have we robbed you? In the tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And then it goes into bringing all the yeah, tithes in the storehouse. Yeah. A lot of times people are like, I can barely make it now. I can't even figure out how I'd pay my tithe. That's because you're cursing yourself by not paying right. your tithe. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. Now, listen, I have, like, I have a guy in the, in the room right now. I might bring you in. I have a guy in here right now, um, <laughs> Duarte, which we've talked about a couple times. Like, he's moved here from South Africa. Now, right now, he can't earn any money. He cannot earn one dime because mm. he can't work. I'll put Tracy on right now because Tracy, he's living with Tracy, right? And Tracy can t attest mm -hmm. to what I'm saying. And then I might make Duard come on. But um, he can't earn, he can't earn right. money, right? He stays with you, yep. but he can't earn any money because of his visa. So mm -hmm. he's living completely over here by faith. Right. 100%. But last month, and he ties, correct, Duard? Faithfully ties. Do you give offering as well? Uh, a lot. <laughs> so he says he gives mm -hmm. offering and he gives a lot yeah. besides his tithe. How much, how much was given to you just last year? I mean, just last, uh, in the last month. And he's not allowed to work. He's not allowed to work. He's not allowed to earn a dime. So he's walking by faith, people. Yeah. Now he lives with Tracy. Yeah. But that ain't, like, life is still, he's got a car and he's got insurance. Life is not free. Yeah. You still have to feed yourself and crap yeah. like that. Not yeah. that you won't feed him. I'm just saying, yeah. even though you mm -hmm. live with somebody, you gotta buy clothes. I mean, it's just yeah, crazy. Yeah. How much you? How much do you think was gift, uh, gifted? In the last four weeks, fifteen hundred dollars. Okay, people think they need a job. No, you need to tithe. Yeah. Do you see that happen to you all the time? Yeah. Like even when you had a job and you lived in South Africa, did you yeah. see? Yeah, he's saying yes. I've been unemployed for four months now. Come over here. Nobody can hear you. <laughs> okay, he's listen. He's been working all day, like for free. <laughs> he does not get paid by the church, but he volunteers at the church. Okay, come on in here. Tell him really quick. So, um, oh, we match. Yeah. Oh, look <laughs> at you, America. Um, in the last four months, I've been unemployed. Um, God gave me clear instruction to come to America, and I decided to do that. Um, I quit my job before I had my visa, completely all in faith. Um, yeah. There's no. This or that, I gave everything away in South Africa. Everything that I've built up over the last like seven years, I sold absolutely everything. And it's been going very well with me, honestly. Yeah. God's been taking care of me. Uh, every, every single thing, like, I mean, I've got given a car in the last like three months since, since I've been here. God, I've been blessed with a car that's of a greater value than the vehicle that I had in South Africa. 
Um, I did not know that. There's a bunch of furniture I've been receiving. Because um, he's readying you for <laughs> your own place. Everything. I mean, I've mm -hmm. received electronic equipment, clothing, everything from everyone. It's been crazy, yep. honestly. I've been giving more since I've arrived in America than what I've been giving that sign, um, just purely based on the way that I've been blessed. And so, faith. And faith, yeah. Amen. There so. you go. And by the way, he's single. <laughs> All you, all you women out there, I know Every he's time. eye candy. I know it. He's eye candy. He's single. That's so funny. Just saying. He loves that. Come to Foundation Church. <laughs> he sits at the front. He Here sits at the front. Here's our. That's all I'm going to tell you. Foundation Church. Sunday, <laughs> there, 10 a.m. That's not the address. <laughs> Google us. You'll find us. <laughs> Sorry, I had to add that in there. Um, let's do the Caesar. Let's see. Oh, oh, let me just read this really quick. Let me answer this question. So I think I did, though, based on what we just talked about. And with Duard. I think Duard just helps you out big time. But it says, if everything, um, this, this is the um, question. If everything I make goes back into my business, pays my rent and food at home, and I have nothing left over, plus I owe tens of thousands of dollars to the government for a loan I took out to save my business during COVID, how can I tithe 10% on my gross income? I don't have it. However, I have tithed almost all the cash earnings and tips that I have made this year and also giving to the homeless. It's been at least 6000 so far, so I scraped by because of it, but I felt the need to give it. I gave over 1000 each to my favorite pastors, including Tom, Jonathan, and Rodney. Thank you for that. Seriously. That's, that's, uh, we appreciate that. Thank you for help and discernment. Okay, so listen, I don't know how old you are, but you and Duard might do great together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just kidding. He walks by faith. Um, I'm just saying to you uh, this. Don't worry about the government money, okay? You may have to be paying that back, but are you having to pay it back right now? I don't know. Give, give what you can, but I'm, I'm just telling you before, I mean— this is what the Tomas family does. Now, what we do is, in my house, is very similar, but kind of different. Um, because I still have, um, I had a previous job before I worked full-time for here, which was commission-based. Mm -hmm. So I have to wait until I get all my money for the month from that commission-based business, plus, you know, me, me working here and Tom working here. So we wait, but before, pretty much I do anything, I always pay my tithe. Uh, nothing comes out. I pay my tithe and my offering. Boom. Okay. Now, Vanessa, how you do yours is you, he's commission-based to a certain extent, right? But before every single time they get a check, you pay tithe. I do mine once a month. I do it one fell swoop. Now, you do it different. Before you pay any bills or anything, as soon as he gets the check, what do you do? We, that's the first thing we do. You pay your tithe first. And so what I'm telling her to do is, now you own your own business, and so you probably don't always know what your income's going to be. But before you do anything, before you pay one thing, I'm telling you to do it for three months. I'm gonna, like, Magalas told me four weeks of exercise, and then you can quit. Yeah. After I did four weeks of exercise, I'm like, I ain't ever quitting. I love this. I love how I feel. Tithing's the same thing. Three months. Three months. I have told people this. I can't tell you how many times. And people who actually do it for three months said there's no way I'll go back and not do it. They can't. 
because they see God's hand move like miraculously. What if you start paying your tithe and God wipes away that debt with the government that you owe tens of thousands of dollars? You not paying your tithe is a curse. So it's keeping you from receiving your blessing. What if business starts walking in for your business more than you ever hoped or dreamed just simply by paying your tithe? You don't know because you're not doing it. Three months. I'm telling you, three months. Pay your tithe before you pay any bills. I'd starve. Mm -hmm. I'd sell my house. I Listen, before I don't pay my tithe, because I've seen God come through over and over and over again. It's far better to be obedient and give him what is rightfully his than to not trust him and say, I know better than you do. Or I don't trust you enough with my money. I don't have enough, so I'm not trusting you. You wouldn't have what you have if it wasn't for him. Mm -hmm. So you keep 90, he gets 10? Like, come on. It's a fair deal. It's better than fair. Yeah. What other, like you go to a credit card company, they ain't going to give you, they're take, taking 24% mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't even know what the rates yeah. are. But yeah. I'm just telling you, it ain't 10. Right. It ain't 10. So if, if he's better than a credit card company, mm -hmm. take him at his word. Amen. Write that check, write that tithe check, first and foremost before you do anything else. Mm -hmm. Right? Got it. I mean, all of us have been there. Yeah. I, I, I've been there where I'm like, do, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Like, things are tight. He said he'll meet every need. He didn't say he'd meet every want. If you get to where he meets every need, you're going to see where he meets every want. Okay? Because if you are faithful, he will be faithful. He who is faithful with a little will be faithful with much. Mm -hmm. If he can trust you with a little, then he can trust you with much. The only way he can trust you, though, is if you trust him. And you believe in him, and you believe in his word, and you do what his word says. Write the check for 10%. I'm not even telling you to give an offering. Three months, 10%, that's it. And see him blow your mind. I promise you. I promise you he's going to blow your mind. But let's finish up with a question about Caesar, um, which is, uh, well, I'll read the question. And does render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render what unto God what is God's have anything to do with it? Let's look at the scripture in Mark twelve seventeen. It says, and Jesus answered and said to them, render Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that were God's. They were trying to trip, trip Jesus up. If you look at the coin that they were talking about, whose face was on the coin? Caesar's. Yeah. So whose money was it? Right. Caesar's. It has nothing to do with, like, it's God's money. No. Caesar's face was on it. So he's saying, give, give Caesar what is his. His face was on it. So while it says in the study Bible, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, while there are obligations to state that do not conflict with our obligations to God, Jesus' teaching is not meant to suggest a simple division of life between the belong, what belongs to Rome and what belongs to God. Since in Jewish thinking, all things belong to God. So Everybody, everything, even that coin actually belonged to God because the Jewish people knew that everything that they had was actually his. But the denarius belonged to Caesar because it was plainly marked in that on one side it bore a portrait of the emperor and on the other side an inscription that identified him. To God, what is God's? This is not just a division of responsibility toward, toward God and Caesar. Humans who bear the image of God owe to him their whole lives. So listen, if you call yourself a Christian, and even if you don't, we all are the image of God, like all of us, because we all come from Adam. But if you are a believer, then even more so, you should know 
that have the revelation knowledge that everything, everything, every part of you is owed to him. Everything. Because without him, you are nothing. So, uh, 10% ain't nothing when you think about everything. Mm-hmm. So, I'll leave it at that. If yeah. you don't need, hey, you want to do the closing of the salvation? Lead people in No, he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't care if you're saved or not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I do, on the other hand. I do care. So, I'm just kidding. That was putting him on the spot, but whatever. All right, let's say a prayer real quick. If you don't know him, say a prayer. And listen, I'm going to add to this. Let's pray for the, uh, the two people with the tithe. And if you're in agreement with them, I'm going to just pray for you as well. In fact, I, like, if you're not saved... Listen, all you got to do is go into a quiet place or just right now just say, Lord, be the Lord of my life. I acknowledge what you did on the cross. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. And I receive that. I turn from that. And Lord, tell me what you want me to do for the rest of my life. Because everybody has a calling and a gift that he has given them. You need to walk it out. You need to find it and then just go for it. If you don't know him or you walked away from him, do that today. But what I am going to pray for is the people who are struggling financially. Because right now, Biden economics sucks. You don't want to be in the Biden economy. Mm -hmm. You want to be in God's economy. The Mm -hmm. only way to do that is by paying your tithe. That's it. So times are tough for people, but they don't have to be. They just don't have to be. Mm -hmm. Because if if God can make manna fall from heaven and... Ravens come from the sky, and if he can feed the Israelite people through uh, and, and drink, giving a, a drink through tapping a stone, hitting a rock, like if rock can can have water come out of it to give them water, okay, like this is nothing. Your situation is absolutely nothing for him. Like you're one person. Like they were thousands of Israelites, right? Look at it like that. It's a piece of cake for God. Making sure that you're financially okay is a piece of cake. It clearly says it in his word that he will do it for you. Test him. So take him at his word and test him. Give him your 10%. But let's pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. And Lord God, I just ask that you would give people the boldness and the courage to step out and do what your word says. And that is to give a tithe to you, which is 10%. And for the ones that are just like going after it, Encourage them to give more. But, Lord, allow them to see your hand, that everything that they put their hand to would prosper, that they would be found with favor. Like never before, like separate things for them so, and make it so clearly that, that they cannot deny that the reason that they are seeing the things in their lives and the benefits and the blessings are from you because of the tithing that they have implemented and taken the courage and the bold step to do. Make it be so clear to them that there is no way to deny it, that it is your hand, it is your favor, and it is because of their obedience to you and your word that they are being blessed beyond measure. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I love you. Come back on Friday. We got some Whoppers. Bye. Thank you.